Classical AF Podcast with your hosts, Ashley and Fiona. How you doing, Faye? Good. I'm being attacked by flies. Yeah, I don't know where they <laughs> came from. There was, like, literally no flies, and then out of nowhere, like, mid-episode, we, like, just got attacked by three. <laughs> so, that was cool. Um, We're really excited for this week's episode. We have Sheridan on. She is a licensed CPA and professional bookkeeper. Um, we recorded this episode with her a few weeks ago. We're super excited for you guys to hear it. Um, basically she, you know, left her big corporate job to pursue her own business and it's called the wellness CFO. So you'll learn all about that. We just, you know, kind of go through, um, everything taxes, everything you need to know, um, what it's like to leave corporate and move on and start your own business and kind of how to set yourself up for success in that way financially. You know, we don't know anything really about bookkeeping and how important it is to a business. So having Sheridan on and giving us that knowledge was, you know, super helpful, super important. And yeah, I might go hire a bookkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was super amazing. Also, like, super cool. Yeah. Um, it was so it's yeah, so I think cool. We, like, like went off on a tangent about her life. Yeah, like, it's so times. cool. Like I think the coolest part about this job is that like when we interview people, like we only know so much about them and their career, but then like actually getting to speak with them, like she's like traveling the world right now, and it's like we were like, oh my gosh, we need to talk about this now, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, super cool, great conversation. We can't wait for you guys to hear it. So, so without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you today. I know we're you're on California time, so this is brutal for you. So thank you. We appreciate <laughs> you. Yes, extra thanks because you're so far away and made it work. So thank oh, you. Well, thank you guys for having me on. I'm very excited. We'll probably watch the sunrise together in the background. So it'll be it'll be an exciting time for all of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so amazing. Tell us about you. Tell us about your journey to how you got to where you are today. Um, essentially like became super educated in your um area that you work in um and then like kind of why you decided to leave corporate and like start your own business yeah absolutely so my name is sheridan pinozo um i own the wellness cfo so it is a bookkeeping and a cfo firm for small business owners um so you know starting you know my journey i guess it's been quite a ride uh you know Growing up, I knew I wanted to do something in business, but I never knew exactly what I wanted to do. But I knew, you know, I probably will want to own my own business in some capacity at one point. Um, you know, I went to college and I feel like, you know, when you go to college, suddenly there's an expectation that you have to have a clear understanding on, you know, what you want to do, who you want to be. Um, and walking in, I feel like that wasn't me, but I was like, you know, I understand numbers. Um, so, you know, accounting is probably the best route, you know, it's stable taxes aren't going away. Sorry guys, but it's good for me, I guess. <laughs> um, and so, you know, while I was in college, I got an internship at one of the big four accounting firms. So I was, um, interning at Deloitte. Um, and then, you know, I got a full-time offer in tax right off right after that. Um, so while I was there, I got my CPA, um, and I worked there for several years and, you know, it's a demanding space. Uh, you know, you work several hours. Busy season is exactly how you hear it. It is, you don't see light. You don't see your family or friends for like months on end. Um, so as you can imagine, there's like a lot of burnout that comes with that. Um, you know, it's a grind. So I knew that I didn't want to end up there. Um, you know, there were a couple things that were going through my head at this time in my life. You know, one was during that time, I got really into health wellness and fitness. 
Um, and I actually became a certified personal trainer on the side, which is like, where are you going? Sure. I'm like, what's happening here. I didn't know either. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, uh, was very fortunate because at that point I really got to understand the wellness space, which was really cool for me. And I feel like what sparked that passion was because as you guys can imagine, you know, sitting behind a desk all the time, I was like, I need to move. I need to do something. Um, and so that was kind of my out for that. Um, and another thing that was going through my head was while I was working at, you know, one of the big four accounting firms, I felt like I wasn't able to make a strong connection with a lot of my clients that I was working with. You know, I was at the bottom of the totem pole. I was working my way up, but there is still that, you know, you aren't able to be yourself or express who you truly are when you're working in a corporate setting for some businesses. Um, and I felt like that was really lacking and I didn't like that. Um, and you know, I was, you know, still at this time meeting different business owners and seeing all the amazing things that they were doing. Um, and you know, whether it was a service they were providing or they were offering a product. And I was like, this is just so amazing. And then when they would find out I'm a CPA, they were like, okay, Sheridan, I don't want to ask this. And I don't want to like, want this to be a stupid question, but I really don't understand some of my finances. And I would find myself speaking with these business owners for hours on end asking or answering all of their questions that they were asking, um, to kind of walk through some of their business questions or how to handle their finances. Um, and I remember kind of taking a step back and saying, okay, like, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Like I can finally leverage having a CPA in my knowledge around that, you know, the several years of experience that I had in the field at Deloitte, um, but also being able to intertwine that with working with amazing people and business owners and, you know, getting excited about it. And so I remember, I told my boyfriend, I was like, I think I want to start a bookkeeping business. And he looked at me and he was like, uh, are you crazy? Like what? We've never talked about this before. And I was like, I mean, probably like you have to be a little crazy. Um, and then, uh, about two months later I put my notice in and I left. So then I started the wellness CFO. So. And give us like the timeline, like what, when did you start your business? Like when did you officially leave big four and um, go off on your own? Yeah. So I, was I officially left November of last year. Um, so I left right around Thanksgiving time. Um, my family friend was getting married in St. Thomas. And so I was like, I'll just start once I come back from St. Thomas, because this will be like the last time that I'm like in tune with nature and just enjoying life. So, um, and then, you know, ever since then, it's just been uh, full speed ahead. Um, and it's been great. That's so amazing. Yeah. So it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I am a tax recruiter. Mm. Um, and so like just recently, like literally just started um, like three weeks ago. Um, and it's so funny because I learned so much about like the big four and like how the work-life balance is so bad. Because basically what we do is we take people out of big four and mm -hmm. try to get them to go into private companies like in-house because then they'll have such a better work-life balance and they'll actually only work nine to five and you know it's a more team-oriented atmosphere um mm -hmm. and yeah I learned so much about that so like tell us now like obviously work-life balance is so difficult as a business owner and that's something that they don't tell you <laughs> um and something <laughs> that we've learned um, it's like, now you have to create your own schedule and you have to create your own time for work. Like, mm -hmm. so how do you feel like that's changed and how do you kind of manage that like day to day? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, 
it's different because, you know, when you work for a business, it's still hard on both sides. But when you work for a business, it's like there is a figure looking down at you being like, you need to do this. This needs to be done. Like I'm waiting for it. And so there's like that additional stress that's built up. And then you also get that, like, you start to feel that not like hate, but you're like, I don't want to do it for them. Like this sucks. Like I'm not even doing this for myself. Um, and then as a business owner, you really, that reward changes, you know, because you are working for yourself. The most difficult thing is absolutely what you said spot on is finding, you know, being able to find a difference between your personal life and your business because it becomes so intertwined, um, especially when you're starting, because, you know, I always like to think of there, like the sky is the limit or there is no limit essentially as a business owner. You know what I mean? Like you get to decide your own hours, you get to decide your own prices, your rates, and you can essentially make as much money as you want. There's no threshold on that. Um, and so it's coming into starting a business, having a plan, um, and being able to separate it. But the nice thing is, is, you know, some days I'll find myself working till 9 PM, which I don't like doing, but then the next day I'm like, well, I can wake up later and I can start at 10 because there is no one who's like, you need to move your mouse and you need to be available. You know, like I am the one who gets to set my hours. Um, but I think it's important to kind of you know, start your morning and, you know, do what you need to do, whether that's working out or journaling or meditating to find some time for yourself and set intentions and then know what you want to accomplish. And then at the same time, you know, telling yourself it's okay if you don't accomplish everything um, and to not get mad at yourself or to get down because you're still building this incredible business yourself. Um, but you know, it's things like, I still like to try to take off on the weekends whenever I can. And if I don't take off on the weekends, it's okay. Well, Monday I'll take off or Tuesday I'll take off. So it's really, you get to make it your own, but I feel like it's always just taking a step back and saying, do I feel like I'm overworking myself because I never want to burn myself out for my own business, which is hard, but, um, it's really trying to find that fine line. I love that. Um, so we kind of want to transition here, um, into a little bit more technical terms, a little bit more about what you do. So let's kind of start off as like, I'm a brand new business owner, which I probably will get a lot of information (laughs) on this. So, um, but kind of what counts as a write-off for business owners and like tips for keeping track of like expenses and things like that. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And I feel like as a business owner too, you start because you have, you're like, I love my, my business. I have an obsession for my craft. Like I'm so passionate about it. And then once you get there, you're like, Oh, like crap. Like there's a lot of other things that I need to figure out. Um, so, you know, for write-offs, there's a lot, you know, I always like to tell my clients at a bare minimum, like think anything that relates to business, like you're truly buying a business expense and you're like, I'm using this for business. It's likely a business write-off, um, you know, software expenses, even little things like zoom or canva if you're creating things um you know like excel and things like that that you have to pay um advertising and marketing count as a write-off you know even accounting bookkeeping legal and professional fees like that um and then you know it gets a little bit more nitty-gritty into you know your phone bill you can deduct a portion of your phone bill or if you have a completely separate phone that will be completely deductible um you know mileage for driving um if you ever have to drive for work business meals, and then, you know, other things like bank fees and charges, um, travel meals, there's a lot. And so that's why it it gets difficult. And it's always been one of my clients favorite things to always tell me is like, I love being able to send you an email and be like, okay, I'm about to buy this. Like, is this a business expense? And just having someone be like, 
we're okay. Swipe your business card. It's going to be okay. It's definitely a business write-off. Um, so that would be, those are some of the things that come to mind, I guess I would say. Um, this wasn't a question that we sent you, but it just came to mind. So are you, um, do you work like in federal tax? Like, can you do anyone's tax returns, any businesses across the United States, or are you like only licensed in one state? And like, I guess, how does that work? And how complicated is it when like someone's in a different state? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. So while I was still working at Deloitte, I was preparing tax returns there. And as a CPA, you're licensed to file returns in any state. So you don't have to be only like, for example, I'm originally from Chicago, so I don't have to only file people's returns in Illinois. Um, you're allowed to file all different states. I mean, there are some complexities involved because each state, as you probably can imagine, is like, well, I want to create this rule and I want to create this rule. So it helps when you work with someone who knows the state laws. Um, me personally, when I actually left Deloitte, I decided that I wanted to work with business owners more on like a monthly basis work versus like only at the end of the year when you need to file your return. So I actually don't file returns um, at the wellness CFO. So we primarily are only bookkeeping. Um, and then I help with some tax planning just because I do have that knowledge. So it helps me. I get to look at people's numbers and say, okay, this is something that we want to keep our eyes peeled for next year. So we can start planning. And then I work with their accountant directly and then we'll make those plans together. Or if they don't have an accountant, I've obviously spent a lot of time surrounding myself with amazing, amazing female CPAs as well. So I can always refer people out to them if they're like, I don't like my accountant. Like, can I meet a couple new people? Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, like about the bookkeeping aspect, I guess, like how, how do you help them keep track? What exactly are you doing? Is it profit and loss statements kind of thing? Um, and then I'm kind of curious, like, do you use a software to like have all your clients like input everything? Or like, are you talking to every single person every single month? Like just a little bit more of that background. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, to explain what bookkeeping is essentially is as a business owner, or any business that's running, you can imagine they have income coming in and they have expenses going out. Um, and so you want to track, you know, how much am I making each month? What's coming in? If you have different streams of income, you want to know, you know, what is more profitable, which stream should at the end of the day, I know that I can rely on more income coming in. And then on the other end of it is the expenses. Um, the expenses is when it gets a little bit more tricky because as you can imagine, all these different expenses and then um, on the tax return that you'll finally file at the end of the year, it asks you to essentially break it down. You know, what are these expenses? What buckets are they going into? Um, and so the bookkeeping process is classifying all those expenses correctly and then also using some tax knowledge and like looking at some of the laws and the rules behind it, because there are some specifics, like you can only deduct 50% of this, or you can only deduct up to $25. So you need to know what's going to be deductible. Um, and so that's the process of it. And so essentially what I do is I meet with all my clients and we will um, set them up on QuickBooks online. That's what I use for all of them. There's a couple other different softwares that are great too, but I've just kept all of them on QuickBooks online. I really like it. Um, and what we'll do is we'll connect their credit cards, their bank, um, checking accounts, savings. So QuickBooks does a really good job at once you connect it, it will automatically pull in all of your transactions. So there's not really a manual part of it. The manual part is then at the end of the month, I go in and I have to manually say, is this income? If it is, what is it for? If it's an expense, what is the expense for? And going through all of that. Um, and then at 
once the month wraps up, I will provide all my clients with reports, just like you mentioned. So one of them is the profit and loss. Everyone loves that one because it truly shows you, you know, how much was your revenue? What were your expenses? And then at the end of the day, what do you have left after we subtract out all those expenses? Um, and that's something that's so important that I tell all of my clients, we want to know what the revenue is and we absolutely want to know what your expenses are. But what's really important is what is that bottom line? You know, what is your net profit? Because that's going to show you is your business profitable? Because you can make all the money in the world, but if your expenses are through the roof and you're making $0, then, you know, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like we have to figure out a way to lower those expenses or increase your income. So I'll provide them those reports. Also a balance sheet is another report that I provide them with, but I'll meet with them on a monthly basis and I'll talk through all of their questions. We'll set up calls once I deliver the reports to make sure that they don't have any questions. And then it provides us the opportunity to kind of sit down and say, okay, you know, your expenses look like they're kind of getting a little high. Like, how can we adjust this? Or, you know, they're high because I'm buying inventory this month and I don't do this typically. And then I'm like, okay, we're good then. You know what I mean? And it makes them feel better too. Um, you know, my whole goal is to give them insight on the health of their business. You know, what, how is your business performing? But then also to strip away the anxiety and the fear that you get from looking at numbers, you know, Growing up, I remember looking at my bank account and like closing my eyes as I waited for the app to open and be like, what am I going to see? <laughs> and then, you know, seeing that it's a positive number and being like, okay, that's cool. And then I like to, you know, with business owners, a lot of them come to me like that, but we need to take it a step further because although you might have money in the bank account, what's the flow of it? You know what I mean? And we really have to nail that down. I love that. Um, just a little bit of an off topic, but is there a mm -hmm. certain industry that you work with or just because you're more knowledgeable about it? Or do you work with like a million different fields? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I started my business, as you can tell by the wellness CFO, my, my niche was like wellness, health, fitness, lifestyle. Um, just because I knew that industry really, really well. And so I feel like I do have a majority of my clients that sit there. What that means is it's very, like, it is a wide range. It's anything that kind of touches it. But as my business has grown, whenever a business owner comes to me and I feel like we're a good fit for each other and this is something that they truly need, I always will work with them. Like, I'll never turn someone down. If it's something that's very specific, like cryptocurrency or something like that, I'm not afraid to say, you know, I'm going to stay in my lane, but I do have someone that's very amazing that I can introduce you to. Awesome. Could you tell us like the biggest mistakes that people make involving their taxes? Like, yeah, you're like this, you should not do this. <laughs> like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, it's the funniest thing. Cause I feel like a lot of my clients will come to me and they'll be like, I am so scared of the IRS. Like I literally can't even fall asleep. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the chokehold that they have on everyone. <laughs> no, it is my biggest fear to like accidentally commit tax fraud. Like I'm not even <laughs> I tell my accountant every year, I'm like, please make sure I'm good. <laughs> literally, literally, they're like, am I just doing something wrong? I have no idea. Um, but you know, some of the basics I would say, you know, as like a business owner or someone who wants to start a business, some of the basic things that I would say is not having accurate and up-to-date books. And I know that seems biased because I'm a bookkeeper, but it truly is. I, you know, the strong foundation or the foundation of a strong business is bookkeeping. You know, you need to have accurate and up-to-date books to truly know how much income is coming in and what are the expenses that are going out? Because if you don't have that clarity, you won't be able to navigate the space that well. You know, you won't be able to know 
I can increase my expenses or wow, I need to decrease my expenses. And so not doing the bookkeeping and then not keeping an eye on what is, what does each month look like to me? Because that can really, you know, cause issues down the line. If you're like, I thought I was making way more money and I'm not. And so now I just, I have to close shop or on the other hand, it could be, you know, I thought I was barely making any money and you have all this money sitting in your bank account that you could be reinvesting back into your business or spending on advertising and marketing or whatever works best for, you know, that specific individual. Um, so I would say accurate and up-to-date books, but then also some mistakes too, as business owners is mixing personal and business. So one of the biggest thing I always tell all of my clients is when you start a business to open up a business bank account, because you want to separate anything that's happening from your personal life, from your business life. So that is like the number one biggest thing I always do. If they don't have a business bank account open, that's the first step that we do before we start working together more on a monthly basis for that uh, monthly bookkeeping. Oh my God. I think I need to go do that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. I'm having an anxiety attack right now. It's fine. Um, all right. So let's kind of shift into misconceptions about taxes. And should you hire an accountant um, when you own your own business? Or, you know, should you outsource or kind of talk about that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I always recommend as a business owner to have a CPA. If you're a small, small business owner, you're still have a full-time job and you're really not making that much money on the side, I think it's okay to continue kind of doing what you're already doing. But there are so many complexities once you become a business owner on like, what's the best way to save taxes? Um, you know, and just when is it best to, I don't know, there's like different elections that you can do as a business owner. I'm sure you've heard of like single member LLCs, sole proprietors, S corps, things like that. So it's, you want to have someone that can say, okay, you're making enough money that it's probably best for you to elect to be an S corp. But with that, then there's more complexities that come into play, you know? So it's having someone that can really coach you through all of that. Um, and I always also recommend a CPA just because there's also things like estimated tax payments. Like how much should I be paying into the government? Because, you know, as a business owner, no one is taking the taxes for you and remitting it to the government. Like that is your job now. And so it's good to have someone say, you know, this is how much you should be paying each quarter. And I know that you won't be, you won't get any penalties or there won't be any interest applied because we did a calculation for you. Um, but then also things like sales tax, you know, when does that come into play? Does your business need sales tax? What are those filings like? So you know, the world just, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. So that's how I, why I always recommend to have a CPA. And for bookkeeping, I always recommend to start outsourcing when either, you know, it depends when you don't have time anymore and you consistently see that you're pushing it off each month because it's so important to have that crystal clear idea of what's happening each month. Um, or if it's something where you just like can't stand it and you're like, I open up QuickBooks online and I literally cry or like, I just need to walk away and like cut myself a piece of cake or something. Cause like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, and then, you know, with that too, you know, with the complexities and stuff, when your business starts to get a little bit more complicated, that's when I would always recommend to outsource because, you know, I've mentioned this a million times as a business owner, you started your business because you have a passion for your craft. And with the, as a business owner, there are a lot of hats that you have to end up wearing, but that doesn't mean you have to wear all of them. So just be wise about what you want to outsource um, and what you can still handle in-house. So I have a question. So obviously leaving, you know, like a big four, like leaving Deloitte, 
and starting your own business. Like I feel like nowadays it's so like quit your nine to five, like go do this, go do that. Um, and obviously it sounds like it's going to be like your dream career and it, I hope it is so far. Um, <laughs> but can you tell us about kind of like the biggest, I guess, shocks or like the biggest struggles, um, kind of leaving this secure position that you had and deciding to go off on your own and kind of what that's looked like, um, the transition mm -hmm. into being your own boss and just having your own business. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the biggest shocks, I guess, good and bad is I, before I started my business, I reached out to a lot of current bookkeepers to just ask them questions to truly understand, you know, does this make sense? Do you feel like there's still space for another bookkeeper to step into this world? Um, and again and again, I heard you will be surprised by how many clients that you can get as long as you just work hard and you stay consistent. And that is so true. So, you know, one of the biggest shocks was as long as you like not put your head down, cause I don't like that saying, but like when you focus on something that you really feel like can show great rewards for you, like it's true, like it will pay off and you just have to stay consistent. And on the hard days, man, those days are hard and they suck, but the next day can be even better. And, you know, and there's that, there's the ebbs and the flows of that. And some of the other shocks are one day you can get a brand new client and you're like, oh my gosh, my income just doubled. And then the next day there's a chance that you can lose a client. And so it's just staying, you know, level-headed and knowing that in at the end of the year or at like the end of when you want to run your business for, it's not going to be just like, you know, a perfect graph, you know, it's going to go up and it's going to go down and you just have to be okay with that. And it is okay. And allowed to like, when you lose a client, it's okay to take a step back and say, that sucks. <laughs> like I'm mad and I'm sad and that's okay though. Um, because you're just going to come back even more strong the next day. Um, and so I feel like that was a big shock sure. because you, one day you feel like you're on top of the world and the next day you feel like, okay, this isn't, this is hard. You know what I mean? And so it's just being being able to be okay with that. Um, and another thing too, I know for a lot of business owners that is hard for them to leave their, you know, their full-time job because it's so stable and they don't know, you know, how do I know that I'll be able to make it out there? One thing that I always recommend to clients or people who just reach out to me is to create a financial runway for yourself. And that's what I did before I left my job. Um, and so that was something that made me feel better about leaving corporate America because, um, I was able to map out exactly what I could expect if I didn't make any money. So, you know, how I like to explain a financial runway is this will show you how many months you can support yourself with no income coming in. So you want to look at how much money is in your savings or in your bank. And then you want to look at, you know, how much does it cost to live each month? Um, and then you kind of will map that out in an Excel sheet or however you would like to. And it will show you, you know, how many more months you can support yourself with no income coming in. And I think that gave me a lot of like, okay, like it's possible, you know, I'm not going to go poor tomorrow. And like my hope or my apartment's going to be like, you have to leave ma'am. And then it's just to be like me and my cat outside. So, because I have to support my cat. Um, <laughs> but that was a big thing that I, I always recommend other people to do whenever they want to leave their job because it helped me so much. Yeah, that's so amazing. I've never heard that term before. And I love like the way that you said that. I also think that, you know, having the bookkeeping background and having that kind of mindset, like you were definitely like, this is what I can afford. And this, you know, <laughs> planning it out. Whereas like some people are like, I literally can't do this anymore. Like for mental health, like I need to get out regardless mm -hmm. of what happens 
and I'll figure it out. But then obviously it doesn't work out that way. And it's, you know, ends up worse for them. But can you tell me like what, um, how you find most of your clients? Um, is it, um, yeah, like kind of what, what has that looked like for you? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you said there's some people who will be like, I just need to get out. It's because like a lot of people will be like with the financial runway, how many months, like what's like a sweet spot. And it's, it ranges, you know, a lot of like, a lot of people will say like the conservative approach is like 12 to 24 months. I think mine was like nine months. I met people who were like, I literally had zero and I just needed to get out and they're, they're doing amazing. You know what I mean? It's all about that mindset going into it. Um, but in relation to clients, I have found a lot of my clients through word of mouth and TikTok. Um, TikTok has been like huge for me. Um, when I started my business, there's a lot of bookkeepers on Instagram. And so I was like, okay, I just, it's another, like, I'm just going to be another bookkeeper on Instagram. And I checked out TikTok and I was like, there's really not that many. And I honestly prefer TikTok because I don't have to do like any copy for my posts. I can just talk and then edit it and then post it for the day. Um, and I think I just had a couple TikToks that kind of got a little viral, I guess, you know, when you start talking about things to deduct on your return to save on money, people are like, okay, I'm interested. Like I'm listening. Um, and so I've had a lot of people reach out and it's been so awesome because I've been able to meet so many business owners that I would never cross paths with who are just so incredible. Um, so yeah, it's, it's truly amazing. I'd say TikTok is like the number one way that I'm getting a lot of my clients now. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so what are your non-negotiables habits and tips for anybody who wants to go off on their own? And I know you're huge in like the self-help wellness space. So I'd love to hear like your routine when it comes to those types of things as well. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So, you know, for me, the important thing for me too, is like waking up every morning and taking a breather. Like I never want to wake up stressed and like run to my computer and not give myself grace or, you know, allow some time for like, for me to just like be ready for the day. So it's like some of the things for me every single morning is before I even open up my computer or I look at my phone. Um, I wake up, I turn around and my cat's right next to me. So I have to cuddle her because she just like makes me feel so less stressed. Um, and then I'll wake up and I always have to sit down, have my breakfast um, with my coffee. And then I always will work out in the morning too. Um, and that's something that really kind of sets my day. And I find that it's so important for that movement and it like wakes me up. And with that, you know, what's important and what's cool about being the business owner is you kind of get to pick your hours. So some days when I am working out and I'm running a little bit behind and I don't have any meetings, like that's okay. And I purposely will set my meetings where I don't, I don't talk to people until like nine or 10 AM, because I just, I need me, I need to sit down look at my computer, understand everything that's happening. And then that's when I'm ready to be like, okay, I can speak and words will actually come out of my mouth and it won't just be like mumble. Um, and so that's something that is just really, you know, finding a groove that works for you and being very, you know, building in time for yourself but then also setting a plan for yourself when, you know, when it's time to open your computer for work too. So one of my, every single day, once I open up my computer, I have a list of everything that I need to accomplish. And I always will separate my list because, you know, those can go on for days. So I have like my, this is everything that Sheridan needs to do eventually. And then I have five tasks that I just need to accomplish today. 
Um, and that's something that has helped me so much because when you have a long list, it gets so stressful. You don't know what to do. And then you end up being like, I just need to like leave. Like I can't look at this anymore. And so it helps for me every single morning to look at that long list and say, okay, I just need to accomplish these five things today. And once I'm done, I'm going to feel so great. And if I do it faster, that's fantastic. And I'll look at it again. And if I don't, that's okay. And then whatever I haven't touched will be the first for the next day. Love that. All right. See, are you ready to get into 20 questions? Yeah, we can get into it. So first question, what's your favorite book? The Harry Potter series. (laughs) Okay. Love that. Um, What is your favorite podcast? I really like the skinny confidentials. Okay. Well, it's one piece of advice you would give to your younger self to never give up. That's so, yeah, I love that one. Um, do you think money can buy happiness? No. Okay. Okay. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? It depends on the day. <laughs> I would say both. Um, probably a little bit more introvert though. What would you do if you were suddenly awarded a billion dollars? That's a good question. I would pay off my loans and then pay off my family's loans. And then the financial side of me would buy rental properties so I can continue to make money. Oh my God. I love that. That's what I want to do. I'm in real estate. So like, that's like yes. the end goal is to have like a million rental properties all over the place. Exactly. Okay. Um, in your life, what was the biggest blessing in disguise? Oh my goodness. It would probably be like, I think it would probably just be like, grinding it out at Deloitte and being like, this sucks. And I hate this, but like, realistically, I had to put myself through that to even learn about what bookkeeping is or that I had the potential to start a business in it. And then like, like being able to grow professionally through Deloitte, because at the time I was like, this sucks. And now looking back, I'm like, I could write a really good business email. Side note, can you tell us like how you avoided um, like burnout, I guess, in those situations, mm-hmm. like, how you were just like so resilient? Yeah, I think when I started at Deloitte, I worked so hard. Like, I feel like I was the first person in the office a lot of the times and then one of the last people in the office. And I just like, I kept getting more and more work. And I was like, the only way that I can keep up with this is if I keep coming in earlier and leaving later. And I'm sure it's because people just saw that I was able to complete tasks fast and efficiently. Um, And so I got to a point where I think it was a couple of years while I was there. And I was like, I am like tired. I'm miserable. I don't want to come into work anymore. And I just started putting myself first and I would still get all my work done. But I learned to say no, obviously, like in a polite way. But when I when things got too tough, I got to a point where. I wasn't afraid to speak up to my managers and just be like, Hey, I have a lot on my plate and I really can't accomplish this. Um, and then starting to not come in so early and leave on normal time. And then also being okay to like leave the office in the middle of the day to go work out and then come back because it will just reset my mind. And they were very flexible about letting you leave and come back about like in the middle of the day. Um, 
but really learning to do that and just put myself first because it does get, it does get gnarly out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> could you tell us, okay, what is something you feel like you manifested even if it was subconsciously? Um, I think it was starting my business because I remember being like beginning college and being like, it would be so cool if I started my business or started a business. I have no idea what I wanted to do. Like I could start necklaces. Like I'm not crafty. I'm not creative. I can't, I don't know like how to, it's just not good. So good thing we didn't go down that route. Um, but I think it was just the continual, like shared and I believe in yourself. You can do this one day. And although you might not know what you want to do, that's okay. You'll figure it out. Um, I feel like I speak with a lot of people or even like family friends that are like, how did you like, you're so good at what you do. Like, how did you, like, you always must've known you wanted to start your business. And I'm like, girl, before I started this business, I almost was like a personal trainer full time. Like I did not know what I was doing, but like, it just took me in the right path, even though it was like this and not like this. Um, if you were not in this industry, what industry would you be in? It would be fitness. Um, what are you most passionate about? I'm really passionate about working with small business owners who come to me stressed and like, they don't know what is happening with their business. And they're like, I just want to make sure that this business survives and I need someone to help me and being someone to coach them through that, um, and have someone that they can not only come to about financial things, but also personal things as well. That's a big thing with all my clients where when I was at Deloitte, like I mentioned, I couldn't build relationships. And here I tell all my clients, you know, I want to learn your financial goals and I want to learn your personal goals because I feel like they intertwine a lot and I want to help you get there. Um, and so it feels so good to get off a call with someone and they're like, thank you so much. Like you made my day and I feel so much better. Um, cause I know that there's a lot of stress and anxiety that sits behind money. Um, and so if I can just alleviate a little bit of that, it makes me like the happiest girl in the world. And I know that what I'm doing is really paying off. What do you value most in a person? I think what I value is someone who's transparent. What was your dream job when you were a kid? Hmm. It's, oh, this is like, this sounds so bad. I always thought I would look cute in scrubs. So I always wanted to be a nurse, but I'm not good with blood or anything. <laughs> so I think for a little bit, I was like, I would be a really good nurse because I would rock those scrubs. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny. Thank you like for all the nurses kid. out there. <laughs> it's so funny. Like when you're a kid, like what your, like what your reasonings for why you want to do certain jobs. I like know. We, we always talk about like how like like for example like I wanted to be a teacher and everyone a lot of people will say they wanted to be a teacher but I think it's just because like that's all we knew like because mm -hmm. I just like went to school every day and was like oh yeah like I want to be like her like you don't know anything you're just like that's exactly. like no one, that's, 
and then they like you never know what your parents actually do unless they're like mm-hmm. something so obvious like a doctor or something like you don't know what they do but you just think, like dress cute and like go to work all day and you don't know what they do I know I, I like still don't think I know what my mom had does. a nurse phase though like I like I think I had a nurse phase just because of scrubs and like those cute little like badge things like with the uh-huh. like, cute lines on them and then I saw a TikTok with um it was like it goes on to your badge holder but they're like cheat sheets for like terminology and stuff and I was like I saw that wow I know I'm not a nurse but like maybe I should get one <laughs> literally that was like the biggest thing when I started my corporate job when you had like your little um like thing to get into the building on the string like I was like I never want to take this off I feel so professional and then like two years later I was like take it I don't want it <laughs> yeah which um what office did you work out of I work downtown Chicago. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm typically, I'm from California. Yeah. So I'm from Chicago. Um, and so I, my boyfriend, um, he works remotely as well. And so when I started working remotely, which this was kind of a push on top of me wanting to start my own business, we were like, okay, if we're both remote, like, let's just travel the U S so we live in a different state each month. So we're kind of just like jumping around. Yeah. So wow, we, I, love that. I know we're like literally crazy. Like we bought a car because of this, like <laughs> in the middle of like the worst time to ever buy a car. Um, and we left Chicago with my cat because we needed to bring her everywhere. My little baby June. Um, and we went to Portland, Oregon was our first stop. Now we're in San Diego. And then our next stop is Colorado. So we're going to be leaving in about a week, which I'm like, so sad. I think I'm going to like cry every single night because I love California so much. I've never been here before. And I just, I'm like, I go to the beach. And I'm like, I could be a surfer. I'm like, Sheridan, you cannot be a surfer. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> Wait, well, you said like- gnarly before. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so <California." laughs> That's crazy though. And Wait, so are you staying in like Airbnbs? Like, what do you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like, we're staying in like yeah, month-long Airbnbs. We started looking at um, Furnish Finder because it's a little cheaper. I think that's originally for travel nurses. And then they started opening it up for like business travelers. So when we like jump around, we'll sometimes visit our clients because um, my clients live everywhere. Like I don't have them. They're essentially virtual too. So it's cool to kind of run into them in different places. That is so interesting. Well, yeah. If you ever end up in New York, let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you guys live downtown? So we're out on Long Island. Fiona okay. work in the city. So I mean, but when like Long Island's like an hour pretty much to the city. Um, so it's not too bad, you know, an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But um we live like out in the suburbs. Okay, got it. Oh, that's awesome. I've been and I'm always in the city for- because I work out here. So that's why. yeah. Do you yeah. so do you commute every single day? Yep. Yep. That's, that's the life that is (laughs) no, but that's okay. It's when you find a job that's worth it, then it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm actually moving here next year. So that's kind of why I started working out here. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to commute for a year. Um, Mm -hmm. knowing that I would eventually be here uh, a year later. So that's why I would never do this commute long-term. It's literally four hours a day. Yeah. Um, Oh, I would. That is that is tough. That that is that's it's like, do they offer like can you ever work from home or is it in the office every single day? I I can't well, so I just started like three weeks ago. Mm. Um, so I eventually will be able to do like 
a flex kind of schedule. Um, but yeah. right now I have to be fully in person because I'm like still in training and like mm-hmm. um, most pretty much like my first full year will have to be in fully in person. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's, that's re- really cool. I remember when I, I had to go to New York for Deloitte a couple times and every single time I was there, this is like, I was like, this is so cool. And like, it's, a very like I really do love I'm like I'm a city girl like I love Chicago so much so like New York is just like seven steps up because it's so much more big (laughs) but um it is very very cool I enjoyed it yeah what are you most proud of um I would say I'm most proud of starting my own business especially because neither of my parents went to college. So even just graduating college was a huge deal in my family. And then now doing this, I think my parents are like, Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And like, (laughs) but I'm very proud of just, I've had to learn everything essentially from scratch, especially like even navigating, like what to do when you go to college, applying for colleges and things like that. So I feel like it's really ingrained, like my working habits because, um, I just really had to like learn it myself rather than like my parents trying to like explain it to me or them doing it for me. Um, what do you struggle with the most? I probably, I struggle with, and I think I've gotten better at this would, would be learning sales, I guess, just because being in accounting, once you start your own business, you need to now learn everything. Um, and so it would be, becoming more comfortable with myself and speaking with people and um, not being afraid to kind of break down barriers, you know, like working in a corporate setting, you leave and you're like, in regards to or like, you just are so professional. And it took me a while to really be like, okay, sure, you could still be a normal person. And people will still think of you as like an expert and think highly of you. Um, What is something many people misread about you? I think people, because I have a lot of tattoos and piercings, people think I'm like the, like mean or something, which is just like, I am just like, I love tattoos. I love piercings and I'm an accountant. So it's just crazy. So when people find out, it's like peeling the layers of an onion and they're like, oh my gosh, wait, you're actually like nice. And I shouldn't be scared of you. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, no, why are you scared? Um, where is the best place you've ever visited? I feel like now I know you've been to probably so many places. <laughs> um, so in the U S at this point, I really like California. Um, just because like, as you can, like in New York too, like it gets so cold and like here, the weather's just like always nice. Um, but I did go to Italy and like half of my family's from Italy. And that was really cool to just eat like phenomenal cuisine and like just it's just like so different there different. like you come to yeah. yeah like it's I always say like you know when you go to like I've never been to Boston so I'm speaking like from like it's I don't know but when you go to Boston, <laughs> it's like it's cute and it's like it's it has history to it but then like you go to Europe and you're like okay <laughs> the U.S. is like a newborn baby compared to <laughs> all of these other countries so it's really cool to see all of that history and like I just think it looks so beautiful so that was really cool Where did you go in Italy? We went to, uh, we kind of bumped or jumped around. I think we did like Venice for a little and Florence and then kind of like over there. And we visited 
my one of my best friends her family um she has a huge like a large family that lives there so we kind of just like they took us everywhere and we're like okay we're in it like take us to the top of the mountains and get me good pasta and I will be a happy girl (laughs) what makes you stand out from others I think it's my my personality and my patience because I'm willing to take time to explain things to a lot of business owners where when they come to me they're like my accountant speaks I have no idea what's coming out of their mouth and then at the end of the day, they tell me that I'm electing to be something else. And I literally don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like it's me being able to make a connection with all my clients and tell them about my life, learn about their life. And then also when we have to start talking about the accounting part, which isn't everyone's favorite, it's really trying to break it down into easy terms. So people at least feel a little bit better about what's happening. I mean, I'm never going to expect them to understand everything, but for them to kind of be like, okay, like this is making way more sense to me than it ever has. Um, we need to change this question, but this question is, what is one of your goals for 2022? Obviously it, the year's almost <laughs> over. So you could either tell us one of your goals for this year that you may or may not have already accomplished or for like the next year. Yeah. I think my goal for next year is to hire someone on full time. Cause right now I just have contractors that help me, um, when I get busy. And so I would love to have either someone that's part-time or full-time, but like they're my, my go-to, like I, they work for me. I think that would be really cool to build that relationship with them. And then hopefully one day, like as I grow, they can take on more responsibility than like train other people too. Are you looking to hire someone that's also a bookkeeper, like accountant? Yeah, I would love to hire someone who I, the top need that I would need is like a bookkeeper as well. So they would have to have some type of accounting background, um, or understand that I would never require them to be a CPA. I think I'm not all bookkeepers are CPAs. Um, and so yeah. And I would love to work with another female. That's just, I would love to just surround myself with as many females and really help them too. Um, and I don't know, that's just kind of where I see myself. Love that. Um, what is something, you know, you want for yourself long-term that feels out of reach right now? That's a good question. I feel like long-term out of reach right now is because like, you know, I'm still small business. Um, and I'm still, I'm gaining traction, but I would love to be able to build a business that can run up, like run by itself, but I would still like to be present and like help improve it and like grow it, but not have to do all of the day-to-day work that I have to do right now. Um, and then, you know, eventually get to a point where I can just focus on marketing or sales or things like that. Um, while I have like an amazing team and then be able to support them. Like, I think the idea of taking, like flying out your team to like Mexico or something for like a week to thank them is such a rewarding feeling. And to get to that place where I can afford to pay for everyone and like give them time off um, while we still enjoy each other would be so cool. All right. The last question is what is one word you want to be remembered by? Mm. Um, I would say happy just to continue to be happy, even when things get like hard or, um, when you get bogged down with work, just like, I always like when people are like, I really like being around you Sheridan, because I feel like you always give off good energy. Um, and I like being able to like be associated with that. That's like literally so cute. And it really matches your personality because that's like the vibes. That's like the vibes you give off, like just such good energy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That makes me very happy. 
Um, well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Can you guys, can you just give all of our listeners the rundown of your socials, like where they can find you? Um, yeah, all your social media handles, your website, anything that they need to know. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is uh, wellnesscfo.com. There's no the. My TikTok is the wellness CFO. And I think my Instagram is the wellness CFO. Let me just double check because I don't use it that much. It's and then my Instagram is the wellness CFO. But um I'm best reached via TikTok. Thank you so much for speaking to us today. Um it was such a great conversation. I feel like I learned so much and I hope our listeners did as well. Of course. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. This was such a pleasure. I'm always happy to talk about business or if anyone ever has questions about anything related to that. No question is a silly question. So I always like helping people when they don't know because finances are scary and I get it. So um, I just want to be someone that they can be like, she's cool. I want to talk to her and I'm going to feel a little bit more educated when I walk away from our conversation. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you also, so much. Sharon.